0: You see a nine-nine. Olga Korbut won a gold medal. There it is. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable.
1: You're listening to a podcast from Key Moments in Cold War Sports History, a series showcasing the work of expert sports historians. I'm Vince Hunt and I'm hosting the series, exploring how sport became a frontier in an era of superpower politics and intense international competition. There are more than 30 podcasts in our series now, which you can listen to on iTunes and Stitcher. They're curated by Laura Deal at the Wilson Centre in Washington. Please feel free to rate and review them. Follow us on Twitter at CWIHP and hashtag Cold War Sport and thanks to our regular listeners for their positive feedback. Being part of the Eastern Bloc during the Cold War didn't always mean towing the party line from Moscow, at least not for Romania. Leader Nikolai Ceaușescu ran a policy of keeping lines open to the west as well as to the east, often making independent decisions. Anita Stera teaches sports history at the National School for Sport Coaches in Bucharest. Tell me more...
0: Ceausescu was a pretty open leader. He took the power in 1965 and he's starting to be pretty open to the West. So in 1969, Nixon came to visit him in Bucharest. Actually, Romania is the first communist country visited by an American president. Uh, in the same years, he, he came to London to visit the Queen. The goal was in, in Romania. He went to the White House. So he had very good relations with the West part.
1: How could he do this when Moscow was supposed to be running the communist bloc?
0: He wanted to be more independent, so the, the Soviets uh, took the power after the Second World War in Romania, and uh, remains the so- uh, uh, Soviet soldiers remains in uh, in the country till the end of the fifties to help us to Im- to implement the new system. The first leader Georgy Georgievich had very good relation with Soviets, but also at the last in the last uh, part of his life after the, the Soviet army left Romania, starting to be more independent, starting to have more independent decisions because uh, they didn't. They understood that they are near Russia, but they were not part of the USSR. So Romania was an independent country, if we say that it was independent.
1: And so with that came this certain allowance for independent thought?
0: Exactly. So Ceausescu, Ceausescu discovered also the West. Ceausescu starting to, to develop also the uh, the country and he realized that he can obtain very good benefits from the East and from the West in the same time. So he was in the middle. So he was used by the West to transmit some messages to the uh, to the East, but by also uh, from the from the east, he transmitted the messages to the west. So he was used by the uh, the both parts, and he knew that, and he tried to to take as much as possible from his position.
1: So he was used as a a conduit, a communications conduit. Yes. What kind of examples you, can you give me of uh, the kind of communication and interaction that happened through Romania? Uh,
0: he had very good relations uh, with the Middle East but also with Israel. So in this problem, he, he had a very important role in negotiation, the, the position of the West to the Middle East and also how the Israel needs to, to focus on what is happening in the Middle East.
1: If Ceausescu has lines open to uh, the West and the East, where does he draw his influences on when it comes to sport and sports training and sports competition in the Cold War?
0: it's interesting because um in the in the cold war uh, Romania for sure took the Soviet model but in the same time, we starting after we, we had the, f- the first coaches that were uh, trained in in Moscow and uh, and Leningrad. Uh, after that, we had very good results, and also we create a very important uh, school for coaches in in, um, in in Romania, not only in Bucharest. And uh, the results starting to appear year by year. So Romania had very very good results from 1952 uh, to, uh, when uh, uh, we joined the first Olympic after the the Second World War uh, till um, I can say. Uh, It's interesting that till 1976, no one of uh, our politicians or um, uh, leaders from uh, from the communist area will use the sport more than internal politics, uh, domestic politics. So they will develop very well the sport for all, uh, because this was the way how the the population uh, will be uh, controlled. So all the factories will have a club all the schools will have a cu- club so this was the only purpose even we have very very good results but what is happening in 1976 will change everything that uh, we knew in Romania but because in 1976 we have the, the moral um, um, Olympics and uh, Nadia Comăneci the gymnast, uh, gymnast who took the the first 10 uh, in an Olympic arena so the popularity that Ceaușescu obtained you, uh, from Nadia Comaneci, but also the popularity will transfer to, to Romania uh, automatically to, to his regime will be so, so, so great. So no other political, economical or cultural event will bring so much popularity, positive popularity to Ceaușescu's regime. So after this, uh, uh, this episode, he will start to use uh, sport in the international speeches. So he will start to use sport to have different negotiated. And this is what's happening with the uh, 1984 Olympics. This is the best example that uh, we can have it.
1: That's really important in terms of why sport matters, yeah. isn't it? Because if he then realises that Nadia Komanec has got all this mm-hmm. attention, how does he implement that at the grassroots level?
0: So it's interesting. First of all, when uh, Nadia Komanec will come back in the countryside, he realised that the, the two coaches that Nadia Komanec have it, they were not Romanians, they were from Hungarian minority. And he was very upset of that. So the first de- decision that he took it was to change the coaches because he wanted that the success of Nadia Comaneci will be 100% a Romanian success. Uh, but uh, Nadia Comaneci will be moved from, uh, from the gymnastic school that, uh, that was um, in Onești, the city where she was born, to Bucharest and in Bucharest she was treated like um, a VIP person. So she can do whatever she wants, even if she was uh, 15 years old. She can practice whenever she wants. So the results will start decrease, not increased. In the same time, uh, gymnastics will become the most famous sport in Romania. So starting with 1977, Ceaușescu will, will uh, uh, transmit the, the gymnastic competition, the European Championship or uh, the World Championship uh, live on TV. Um, so he will he will start using Nadia Comaneci uh, as much as possible. But one of the most uh, best example that uh, he did it was um, um, to to use Nadia Comaneci for different um, relations with the West. So everybody from BBC, CNN wants an interview with Nadia Comaneci. Everybody wants to write a book about uh, her success, or wants to make a movie or a, a TV a TV show. So all this um, all this will be negotiated directly by the government with a lot, a lot of money and all the money will be sent to some private accounts. So no, none of this money will, will go to Nadia Comaneci for sure. Uh, but it's another example that he's starting to be open uh, to the West. And a lot of journalists came to Romania during that year to speak with Nadia Comaneci. Yeah. The money
1: was stolen.
0: Yes, um, stolen. There were t- so she didn't know. She knew that the regime yes, told her yeah. to do that. You yes. know, but the when you have you well, money, yeah. sh- first of all, you you need to think that she was pretty young. So when she won in, in seventy six, she was fourteen years old. So this happened from uh, nineteen seventy six till uh, 1980, 81. So she was in in her uh, early twenties. So sh- you don't have any decision that you can make. So the system said you to do that, you'll do that. It's interesting also that in 1980, we have um, a very interesting example. First of all, what happening with Nadia Komaneci in 76 will upset Moscow because still that mom- moment Moscow will have the uh, the popularity in gymnastics. This is the reason that till today there are a lot of journalists who confuse Nadia Komane uh, as uh, a Russian gymnast. Also Nadia it's a Slavic name so everybody said oh, you're from Russia. No I'm from Romania so also in Rio uh, one month ago a, a journalist told her the same so um, and also the public opinion. So Moscow was very upset on when, what's happening in 76 you know nobody expected something like that even that Nadia Komane won the, the European uh, tournament but Moscow was more upset because they knew that in 1980 the Olympics will be in in, uh, in Moscow so they wanted to have the gymnast that will beat Nadia Comaneci, the gymnast that will beat the perfection That to transmit the message look, look the, the perfection doesn't exist or our gymnast is more per- perfect than the gymnast who took the first uh, perfect 10 and it's uh, the, the episode that happened in the all around the final in uh, 1980, when Nadia Comaneci w- wait for almost 28 minutes to to her uh, final note, during this uh, period of time, the gymnasts from uh, Soviet Union knew uh, finished the the competition, and the the uh, judges needed to wait to see what uh, note to give Nadia Comaneci so she uh, she'll finish second. Uh, this was a very bad imp- episode in Bucharest. Even uh, Nicolae Ceausescu didn't want to take any position, so he said we are okay with that. Nadia Comaneci came with the silver medal uh, back, but her coach made a huge scandal in the Olympic arena during the Olympics. Her coach, the the um, uh, the coach from the Hungarian minority, because after that. Uh, Ceaușescu accepted that Nadia Comaneci is good also because of, of this coach, so she, she cannot work with somebody else. And uh, it's interesting that after this episode, the coach had a lot, a lot of problems, so a few months uh, later, he, he refused to, to come back from Romania after a tournament in the United States. So, till today, they uh, uh, the both coaches, Marta and Bela Caroli, are in the United States, and Marta Caroli was coordinated for, uh, LA for um, Rio Olympics for the uh, USA gymnastic
1: team. That was the period in the Cold War where you had the the charming girl gymnast uh, Olga Corbett, and then even better the perfect 10 girl Nadia Comaneci. W- assess for me the appeal of Comaneci's uh, gymnastic skill.
0: First of all, she changed what uh, everybody knew about gymnastic because till 1976, the most of the uh, the Olympic championship, as I told you, came from USSR and they were in in the late date twenties I can say. So in 1976, a young girl from uh, 14 years old, uh, old will uh, will beat gymnasts from 24 26 years uh, years old so she will change this uh, this approach first of all now we, we, we see that in, in the last two Olympics the the age of gymnasts increased but till uh, 2004 the age was some somewhere around 16 17 uh, years old you cannot have more than one uh, uh, Olympiad so we have only few examples with uh, with uh, gymnasts that uh, took uh, to Olympic editions. So this is the first transformation that she did it. In the same time, she she came with uh, with a different approach of um, um, exercises. So everything is more dynamic. Everything had a very it's a fast um, way when you uh, when you are on on, on the or on the floor. So it's something faster than uh, uh, that was in the past. So. From that moment, as I told you, uh, with Nadia Comaneci, the, uh, Bella Caroli, her coach, create a new gymnastic school and gymnastics in Romania will become the most popular sport and the results will continue. So we're starting with Nadia Comaneci, but what we have after Nadia Comaneci is better and better. It's interesting that in Rio is the first time in, in the last uh, 40 years when Romania didn't qualify. So in Romania it was a very very big debate. What is happening? Because we had the the most important uh, uh, results in gymnastics. How is possible that Romania, who gave Nadia Comaneci and others, will not qualify? It? And also how is possible that United Team, uh, United States uh, team, was coordinated by the Romanian uh, Romanian coach gymnast. The British uh, team was coordinated by a Romanian um, coach gymnast and so others. So why all this? Uh, coaches that were formed, especially during the communist period of time, after the revolution, uh, moved from Romania, and uh, they create spectacular teams in other countries.
1: There's a lot then that's resting on this Cold War period in Romania. Not only uh, with a spectacular athletes, uh, great gymnastic coaches good systems the whole of Romania falls in love with gymnastics these are real legacies of the cold war then to this day
0: yeah it's it's interesting but you know uh, as a uh, I'm a researcher so I look at all these files for all these uh, these uh, these athletes uh, I, I see the athletes somewhere on the top they were all the time on the podium and I imagine they have a perfect life you know when you come back with a gold medal that means that everybody will be near you and gave you whatever you you want. You are the king or the queen of the country. It was not like this. I read Nadia's Comaneci file after 1976. Nadia Comaneci will be all the time spied by Securitate, the Romanian secret police. Uh, Her um, nickname will be Corina in the file. So I read the the file related with Nadia Comaneci and I was so sad when I see in 85, 86, that the, the people who spy her wrote that she's very, very upset because she was not able to find soap. So after you retired, you, you have a normal life like everybody in the country. So you need to work, you need to spend... In the 80s, the life in Romania was not the best one, so you need to wait six, seven hours in a huge line t- till you are able to, to have some yogurt or milk or some chicken. Uh, and, uh, the same life Nadia Komanec will have it. Even she was the star. Even everybody knows her. No, after you retired, you will have a normal salary and a normal life like the others. And Nadia Komanec, the, the the most important gymnast in the world, she was upset because she was not able to find soap. This is the reason that she decided to run away. Uh, it's interesting that in 1981. When uh, her coaches uh, uh, left in the in, uh, United States actually was a tournament, the name of the tournament in 1981 was exactly na- Nadia 81, and the tournament was made um, by the Romanian Gymnastic uh, Federation together with the USA Gymnastic Federation to promote gymnastics because in 1984 the, the Olympics will start. So. Um, during this tournament, in the last day, the, Marta and Bela Caroli, the coaches of Nadia Kobaneci, remains in the United States. They refused to come back and they asked her. And they said that they uh, she was sure that they are kidding. And not only that, that they want to test her if she had any, uh, uh, any thought that she will not come back. So she couldn't understood, she was 21, 2021, she couldn't understood that the the real life is not what she saw, because when you are in a camp for training, you have everything that you need and you don't know what the real life is. The coaches knew what the reality is. So she she refused. She said, no, I have everything in the country. Why do you want to, to remain here? And uh, she was more than sure that it's only a joke uh, in the in the airport. She understood that it was not a joke and they remained. Until 1989, when she ran away from Romania, she didn't spoke with them. Even for LA Olympics, she was in the United States, but this was one of the conditions put it by securitate to her, uh, that she she doesn't uh, have any any conversation with the coaches, even they will meet uh, in the Olympic arena, gymnastic uh, sport arena. And she said that in one month that she spent in Los Angeles, she, she met uh, um, Bella Caroli, her coach, Uh, for only 20 seconds so in that moment both of them they understood that they cannot speak so everybody went to a different direction so this was everything that she she had it for almost eight years nine years
1: five years after the 84 games nadia kolmanek defected Uh, what can you tell me about that
0: at the end of November 1989, she went to, to a party. She met somebody that was from United States, and she planned to the person uh, planned to, to take some some Romanians, and uh, she was the last one that joined the group. Uh, so he she went Romania 28 of December of November 1989. She walked from Romania uh, border to Hungary. In Hungary, everybody gave her a different position like the president of uh, Hungarian uh, Gymnastic Federation and stuff like this, and she refused it. She continued her uh, walk to Austria and from Austria she, she went directly to the USA embassy and she asked for, uh, for a ticket and she, she flew fly away to New York. And now she's in the United States, she's married with an American gymnast. Uh, Bart Karner and they have together a gymnastics school there but she's pretty involved in different projects in Romania so she had a very very strong relation with Romania till today
1: Where does Romania fit in the end of the Cold War?
0: Uh, we are uh, one of the last countries, if you don't mention the USSR, that uh, had a, a revolution. But what is interesting, what's happening in Romania in, uh, in 1989, in December 1989, we have the only violent revolution. So it's not the same like uh, Hungary, Poland, uh, Czechoslovakia or um, uh, East Germany. Um, a lot of people died. Almost uh, 1,000 people died during the days uh, of the revolution uh, in um, in the middle of uh, December 1989. And after that, uh, Romania is the only country who killed the leader. So Ceausescu was killed on, on the 5th, uh, 25 of December
1: 1989. And post the revolution, has Nadia Comaneci kept up her links with Romania?
0: Yes, she, she came back uh, to Romania, I think, in 1994, if I'm correct. Uh, she had a wedding in Romania. So it was a big wedding. And it's interesting when she come back, she she also, I, I read in, in her memories, she said that she didn't know what, how the people will uh, report on, on what she did. So uh, she said that she was afraid to, to come back. So uh, she, co- she come back. And uh, it's interesting that the moment when uh, we knew that Nadia Comaneci is coming back, there were a lot of people from the airport till the hotel that she uh, she was accommodated. There were people on the streets with flowers. I remember I was there. I was 10, I think. And uh, I went there with my, my father, bring her flowers because she was back to Romania. From that moment, she, she came regularly. So I can say that she can be every month. She's involved in different social and cultural projects, also sport projects. Uh, she was nominated from Romania to become an IOC member. And she was rejected because she's living in the United States and she cannot represent Romania in, in the IOC uh, uh, if, if she's uh, in United States. and uh, But she's pretty involved.
1: And is Nadia Comaneci considered the queen of Romanian gymnastics? Yes.
0: Yes. No. Till today she's, uh, she's the best gymnast. After that, uh, also uh, we had very good uh, names and uh, very good results as I told you in gymnastics. But uh, all the the young girls that wants to to start gymnastics, she's the the image. So I want to go to to be like her. And what is also interesting, after 1976, a a lot of girls will be named Nadia, because a lot of parents will be um, very happy with her success. So this was how... Nadia became a popular name, I can say, in in the 70s, late 70s, even till that moment, as I told you, was not so popular. It's a Slavic name and we are a Latin country, so uh, Nadia is not a popular name today, but in the 70s uh, it was.
1: You've been listening to a podcast from the series Key Moments in Cold War Sports History, a project bringing together experts from around the world and hosted here on the Wilson Centre's online digital archive at digitalarchive.org.